how do you know this? That's what I do. I drink and I know things. Truth is, <laughs> I am Iron Man. Wherever I go, he goes. When people ask you what happened here, tell them the North remembers. And here we go. What's up, everyone? I'm Zach Williamson. This is the Culture Cripe Podcast. I'm here today with my co-host, Ross Cutsforth. We're talking House of the Dragon, episode eight. Okay, dude, if you want to give me your take first. Bro, everyone is so brazenly treasonous in this. It's crazy. People don't give a fuck. They're like, yeah, I, th- I think I should be king. It's it's wild. <laughs> what you talking about exactly? Which part? Vayman, dude, he he played his oh, hand Vayman, wrong. Oh, bro. Yeah, I mean, he, he overstepped himself. <laughs> and he had he had that coming for him too ever since ever since Damon was laughing at him at the funeral, man, 6 years yeah. prior. That that was coming. He definitely just <laughs> that guy had to know that he might die attempting this, you know. He had a he had a big smug look on his face too <laughs> as he was about to yell bastards at him. At him, man. That was wild. That guy did good acting in this episode, though. Yeah. Shout out. Yeah. And speaking of the acting, the actor afterwards. He was so funny, bro. I know. He was hilarious. Brown hair, white skin. It's pretty like, obvious. Yeah. <laughs> I, was like, yeah. I was like, yeah. No one had mentioned the skin. Not once the whole time either. I couldn't believe that. I thought that shit was hilarious. Fuck the brown hair. I mean, dude, they have white skin, man. Yeah. <laughs> Straight up. Yeah. That was the most obvious thing. Yeah, he was great. But, that death was so good. You see, I know in the book, something similar happens. At least it's written that that happens, that Rhaenyra tells Damon to kill him. And he cuts his head off and feeds it to her dragon. But like, I didn't <laughs> know how it was going to go down in this story. That was crazy. Oh, also, where do Daenerys's dragon eggs come from? Because isn't there a rumor that... There's multiple rumors, but is one of them that they come from Syrax? No, well, it, it could be, but the thing is, Drogon and those dragons look so much like like Balerion, those ones kind of. Yeah, I thought there was a rumor that they came from a clutch from Syrax that got lost a long time ago. And then at the beginning, Damon went in and got three eggs out of that too. So Dreamfire. That's the dragon. Mm, Dreamfire. Which is a lady dragon, right? Dreamfire has to be, right? Yeah. But I thought she dragon. Dreamfire hasn't been shown yet, right? Dreamfire is Aegon's dragon. Okay, so let me let me take a step back. Dreamfire. Oh no, Dreamfire is okay. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. The main theory with her eggs is that it came from Dreamfire, which was a dragon from before Aegon's era, one of his wives. And Oh, wait, was that Rhaenys's? And Dreamfire is still alive. Dreamfire was the one that they showed where Aemon goes down into the the dungeon and there's that dragon that shoots fire in his direction. And that dragon looks, like when you see it, it looks a lot like how, how Drogon and those dragons look. Very similar design style. So that is the, the common theory. But those eggs... They would have been taken a long time ago is what their prediction was. It was like a lover of the queen who then stole some of these eggs and went to Essos and they kind of got lost in time. And that's that's the main theory of where they happened. It could be too a different one. But the thing is the dragons look so much like that design. Like that specific, all these dragons look very distinct right now in this era, it seems. 
But those yeah. ones look just like Dreamfire from what we little bit we've seen of her. In Dreamfire, yeah. let's see who would this might be a spoiler. I don't I can't remember off my dome who she ends up. That makes sense that they're all the same too, because they're all from the same clutch and in this era of dragons, the House of the Dragon era. Mm-hmm. They're all Reyna Targaryen was the original owner of her. Reyna. She was one of the Black Brides. So that's basically second era. Magor. Yeah, Magor era. And then she was claimed by Helena. So she probably is Helena's dragon right now. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. She has to be because they already said that Amon was the only one who didn't have a dragon claimed, right? At that at that point when they showed Dreamfire. So, yeah. That's the main theory. Are Lucerus and Jaceris strong warriors? They're supposed to be, bro. I mean, in the book, the way they're written is that they're pretty sturdy dudes. Even as kids, they're kind of beefy from what I remember. But they look like they're going to get fucking... Oh, dude, Amon tossed this What's his name down yeah. in two seconds? Yeah. Like, fuck off me, you little guy. He took a punch straight to the face and just... Wore it. Didn't even move. Yeah. Amon, Amon's, a, Amon's a badass, though, dude. I mean, he's probably my favorite of the Greens characters in the story going forward. Most yeah. formidable for sure of that family. And he's got the biggest dragon. He he snuck away with that shit, dude. I know. I haven't talked to you <laughs> since then, huh? Me and, yeah, me, and, kind of like, me and Luke were talking last week. We were just thinking, how would you actually kill him or kill that dragon? Okay, since it's so big and it, it kind of takes a while to even get going because it's so big and it can't really get a ton of air at first, you'd have to probably just be on like a really fast, nimble dragon and go above it and try to dive bomb him. Yeah. Shoot him with an arrow or, or something or... Kill it on the ground before it can start flying. Well, I don't know if you can kill the dragon. I'm just saying the rider. You got to just try to get yeah. the rider. Because oh, yeah, killing that kill. dragon, man. Fuck. No. I don't, and definitely like, kill Amon. When they showed the... I saw these comparisons of that dragon compared to Drogon, who was pretty big for his age. And this dragon is so massive. Bro. I mean, honestly, like it would, <laughs> should have taken him a while to climb up the side of that dragon. Because damn. I saw like, an edited picture of how the knight you know how there's like the night filter on and then someone edited it to be not nighttime and that dragon is yeah. just so big, dude. Huge. Massive. Yeah. There's recently a, a viral post that was about the different dragon comparisons. Yeah, I don't know oh, how yeah. accurate to scale that one. I, I just saw like a comparison yeah. of images from when Jon Snow's standing in front of it in the finale and then when he's standing in front of Drogon on the finale and then with that shot and I was like, oh my God, this dragon is two to three Massive. times bigger at least than, than Drogon. And Drogon was huge. And Drogon would be big compared to a lot of these dragons, even. He was just, okay, he just grew I, fast. Wild dragons, huh? Yeah. How does that happen? Yeah, How do they, they let him go wild? They just don't keep him in the pit anymore. Or they get too big for the pit and then they just kind of do their thing or no one claimed him. Yeah, sometimes no one claims them or their rider dies and they fly off and no one reclaims them. Campbell was black as coal. He was the largest and oldest of the wild dragons. He was known to dis- descend upon the hatcheries of Dragonstone to gorge himself on newborn dragons. Okay. Dude, what the fuck? How long ago? Was- what era is this? <laughs> this is in the Dance of the Dragons era? Yeah, Campbell was around. I f- must have forgot about this dragon. I'm rereading Fire and Blood right now. It hasn't been... They have- Cannibal hasn't been mentioned, at least where I'm at. Yeah, you're talking about that. I think Sheepstealer is another wild dragon. When do these when are these dragons born? What year does it say? Maybe I can just find the wiki right here. There we go. Oh, I thought you were on the wiki, bro. <laughs> yeah, that, that would be the number one yeah, thing to go to the Westeros.org. Shout out Westeros.org. Yes. Yeah, during the dance of the dragons for sure. 
lived on Dragonstone during the Dance of the Dragons. The fuck, dude? So they just have these wild dragons living there and... Yeah, he was one of three completely wild dragons dwelling on Dragonstone along with Sheepstealer and Great Ghost. That's so interesting. I wonder if they're going to have him in the show or not. Because the vibe I've gotten from Dragonstone is it doesn't feel like there's any wild ones there right now. That would be something no. you would probably show, you know? Yeah. That was some cool lore building. That was with Damon climbing down like that. Mm-hmm. They said that I watched the behind the scenes and they shot that in a little tunnel, but then they somehow scaled it to make it look like he was climbing down this massive fucking volcano. And then <laughs> they said the whole the egg, the whole egg splatter stuff was inspired by Alien, the movie Alien, and they wanted something like that with how it sounded. And they went through thirty prototypes on that man, crazy. That's sick. I was very confused at what was happening when it, he was pulling into the ground. It was all fleshy. Yeah, bro. It was disgusting. At first, it looked like a symbiote or some shit. Yeah. Uh, so quick little break for a word from our sponsors. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis. Analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. I okay. I think Cannibal has to be in it too because they confirmed there's what 17, 18 dragons in this. In season that, one, there's nine. Yeah. Yeah, but total mm-hmm. there's gonna be 17, 18. Yeah. Which is in in the in the books, they can they list all of them and there's 17, and Cannibal is one of them. Okay. That's listed. Interesting. Yeah. Also, by the way, George R. Martin confirmed that. Alicent and Viserys's fourth child, Darren Targaryen, is going to be in the show. He's in Old Town right now. Okay, he is in Old Town. That's that's what we thought last time, right? Yeah, he was just saying that with 10 episodes, they just didn't have enough time to really then add in depth for another character, which makes sense, man. I mean, there are a lot of time jumps yeah. and stuff. It is weird that they didn't even mention him at all. But, I know, isn't yeah. that kind of bizarre? Like, even just an offhand comment, yeah, from Alicent or the king. I mean, it's your other son, bro. <laughs> no, he's no one gives a fuck about that kid. And he must have just been there for years, man. Shit, yeah. like what? He wasn't yeah. there when they were younger, growing up, and then even now, he'd be a teenager at least. Nope, they don't give a shit about him. They just send him away. In the book, I think they're all older than than Rhaenyra's kids. Yeah, they definitely seem like they're all older, for sure. <laughs> Yeah, Amon looks Especially like he's Amon. 30 years oh, old, bro. What the, what the fuck, fuck yeah. dude? That guy looks like he's got a fucking grown... He got his own family probably somewhere. And a, <laughs> and a mortgage. <laughs> he's like a 15-year-old kid. <laughs> yeah, I know, he looks old as fuck. I, I, you see the little rivalry brewing between him and Damon, too? I like that. I like yeah. the tease. 
at the end there. Yep. With Damon just kind of looked at him and smiling. It was funny because Damon just felt like he honestly enjoyed the whole ruckus that happened there. Yeah. You know, with with the agent of chaos. <laughs> yeah, that was a good tease there with the with them looking off, just looking at him, bro. You're kind of stealing my style here, besides the yeah. whole missing the fucking eye part. <laughs> uh, they do have similar hair and they both they like to create chaos. He's definitely one of the Targaryen. Aemon, Aemon is definitely one of the Targaryens that. Oh, you think he has like the blood of the dragon? Oh, blood of the dragon. You mean just like a true warrior? The ones that are buck wild. You're not talking about the Targaryen madness. Mm. What do you mean exactly? Because they all I have the blood, blood of the dragon. I, I know, but some are said to be a little more rambunctious than others. The Targaryens. Not all of them go full mad. Like Aerys, obviously the Mad King, he went yeah, all he's the way deep. Yeah, yeah, insane Targaryen. And then Magor's also probably second. You know, he he's there with him. He was stabbing stuff at three years old. He was killing Aerys. animals at three years old. That guy was crazy from the jump. Yeah, yeah, he was just murdering shit. And I think butchered he a horse down. at five. He's crazy, man. Yeah. Or eight. I, I think it was it, five years old, man. I think he killed his first animal at three, five years old. Then he butchered a horse and also stabbed the the stable boy that was trying to stop it. Yeah. Crazy, dude. I, I think he cut a horse's head off or something at a young age. Yeah. And then he burned down the sept of Baylor. Like he did a lot of this crazy shit, but off topic, I guess. I, what I was saying I is. I don't really. Yeah. Burning down religious stuff—that's all good with me. But like, that oh, guy, yeah, is, yeah, yeah, yes. that guy was—that guy was a nut for sure, and probably the most. Besides the other one that you just said, the Mad King. Yeah, Peace. but there, okay, there might be a few others though that we're forgetting. I mean, we could go in forever about the Blackfires and all that kind of stuff too. There's definitely others. I also don't think Magor burnt down the Sept because of it was of the religion aspect. I think he just wanted to fuck shit up. You know, like he wanted to kill people. Yeah, yeah, that's that could be true. I can't remember. Yeah. I I'm rereading right now, but I haven't got to Magor's part. I basically like reread all of Aegon's conquest, and then I jumped up ahead. And I was rereading up to the point. Like I'm not reading past wherever this part of the story is, but I'm like reading up to it. And that's why I thought even the part where Viserys dies in the book, it straight up says he dies in his sleep. And the line, there was a storm that's happening at the same time. And that also happened in the show that you can hear the storm starting to pick up. You see the dagger even is making a little bit of noise too. Thought that was all a nice touch. Teasing the, teasing the conflict coming. Oh, that's what you t- I The way I took that was that it was teasing the Niking and the fact that the cat's paw dagger was the one to end. I just think that, so these things are made with blood magic, right? So maybe they, in their way, can have a little bit of life of their own. And it knowing that he dies is about to create another conflict. Yeah. It could be, the Night King is a good tease too, possibly, yeah. Yeah, fuck, dude. It probably is something like that, that like the winter is coming. I think even Viserys made a comment about it being really cold or the winds were picking up in the episode. Yeah, I mean, that's a nice interpretation too, bro. But it actually really tied nicely with the final words that were written about Viserys in the book too. What was it? Uh, Viserys of House Targaryen closed his eyes and went to sleep. He never woke up. He was 52 years old. 
Then the storm broke and the da- dragons danced. It's pretty, that's fucking bars, man. Shout out George R. Yeah. R. Martin. God damn. <laughs> yeah. I don't think Damon is comparable, though, in my opinion, to Magor, by the way, or the Mad King. He seems. No, no. Not as insane. He's definitely off, yeah. but you know. I'm saying he has that. And, a- okay. and Eamon hasn't shown me anything, too. I mean, he was valid, bro. He got pissed because. The kid who cut his eye out was laughing at him about the pig being landing in front of him with the plate. You know, there was the cooked pig. Yes. And the dude's laughing who took your eye out. I'd be pissed. Yes, (laughs) I would be too. But okay. That being said, he looks. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Maybe. He looks wild though. Mm -hmm. Yeah, bro. He looks, looks 30 years old, man. 30 years old at what? 17 years old. This is some high praise, too, from George R. R. Martin. He said that Patty's version of Viserys is better than his, and it makes him want to go into the book and rip it all up and rewrite it, add more depth to Damn. the character. That's crazy, huh? Some high-ass praise. And he says yeah, that he fuck. should absolutely win an Emmy for the last episode alone. He was really good. I would agree. That was a great moment when he came into the throne room. Ooh, that was fire, man. Yeah. I was getting some fucking anxiety just watching that and then he came in and it just made me feel better yeah patty was saying that for in viserys's eyes he knows this is the last day of his life in that thing and he wants to make just one last big stand and really he's walking towards rhaenyra not the, not the throne but they then they film it that way too i think that yeah she's standing yeah, there. yeah she she's standing there mm-hmm. you're right and the moment too where they're walking up the steps and the crown falls off. That was improvised. Yeah. That wasn't. Yeah. That was an accident. Both him and Matt Smith after go to the director and say, "You have to keep this in. It's so good." And there was supposed to be a scene too at the dinner where Damon was going to have a speech about his brother, but they cut it because they thought that move, this moment was better for you know their whole story and their whole arc together as brothers. Yeah, and it. Might have stolen some things from it, might have stolen the spotlight a little bit from Rhaenyra and Allison. Yeah, I think that that's what they said too is that that whole dinner, everyone kind of does get a moment in it, but it's really about Allison, Rhaenyra, and Viserys. The kids, Viserys, too. Yeah, Viserys. I think it's a good transition to from the first half. It's about the older generation and them wanting to make peace especially after Viserys' speech. And then the second half after Viserys leaves, the kids are like, no, fuck that. <laughs> yeah, which actually happened in the book too. It's, it was it's very similar in the book where he leaves a dinner like this and then all that stuff happens. And it, it you never actually know in the book if he ever found out about Eamon making the comment about the Strongs. That dialogue was pulled straight from the book too. They're very strong boys. strong boys. Yeah. Three strong boys. Yep. Straight, from the bu- straight from the book. Bro, you're pushing buttons right now. <laughs> what you mean? Shit. I was talking about, what's his name? Amond. Oh, yeah, yeah. Or, yeah, and that, yeah. I mean, it's just a good thing to show that like, okay, the, the mom and the moms, they wanted to make up, but these kids don't understand all the history that goes into this relationship and everything that's happening. And it, the, it was a really good moment because you felt like okay there might actually be a chance here if you don't know the story you're already thinking like okay maybe there is a chance here for them to make up and yeah. then of course because all these fucking people are named Aegon, <laughs> stuff gets misunderstood man 
That was just unfortunate timing. It, no one fucking clarifies in this show. The whole thing with Kristen Cole and Allison is the same shit. Kristen Cole. Yeah, that's a good comparison. Yeah, actually, you didn't think about that. But yeah, I mean, or just not naming your fucking kid Aegon, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, please. <laughs> so we got Aegon the younger and Aegon the, what's this one, the older? Is that what this one's going to be referred to going, going forward? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was that part was sad, man, because he's just tripping on milk of the poppy, drugged out. He thinks he's having his conversation again from the night before with Rhaenyra, continuing that, but really he's talking to Allison. Damn, it's just and of course she's just gonna go hear with, with what she wants to hear. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe she didn't even want to hear it, but she's just thinking, okay, maybe he is talking to me. I mean, she's the one who's been here for him the past six years. Yeah, but doesn't he say No, I'm saying something... from her perspective. Yeah, I know, but doesn't he say something specifically that would make her think that he was talking about or talking to Rhaenyra? No, he says something that was questionable. He says stuff that he says, "My love," but he's really thinking about Emma. Yeah, (laughs) the actress's name. Not sorry, Emma, as in as in Darcy. No, I was talking about his wife. Oh, Emma. Emma. Sorry, Emma. Yeah. Which he also said that moment, his very last line about my love, that was improvised too. And he was so thankful that they kept that in. Boy, he straight up killed it, man, in this episode. And he also said the part where he's getting carried into the dinner, that was his idea also because he's just saying, hey, he put everything that he had into that walk yeah. to the throne room. He would be done after yeah. that, toasted. There's no way he was going to be able to walk again. Dude was exhausted. Yeah. He put a day's worth of energy into walking there. No arm. Half of his face was gone. His whole body was fucked. I know. I can't. Um, I don't I don't remember the Twitter handle of the person who pointed this out to, but someone pointed out that at the dinner, his face, the side that's all fucked up, is facing mm-hmm. the green side. And then his healthy yeah. side is facing <laughs> his the red or the blacks. Yeah. Thought that uh, was yes, an interesting that symbolism. True. There was a lot of symbolism, and another one that I caught in this episode was every time they're in the throne room, dude. There's some kind of fucking they positioning of people or something. But when Viserys falls down and leaves, uh, Allison is standing right above Rhaenyra in between her and the throne. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. That was a yeah. good moment too. Oh, always. There's always they are always intentionally positioning people. I know, bro. They're really they're really like subtle with a lot of this stuff, though. Yeah, like him walking towards her. I didn't pick up until I was reading an interview about that. That that was the intention with that. It makes total sense (laughs) when you Mm -hmm. when you rewatch it. Yeah, I didn't pick that up until you said it either. But Patty said he busted like four or five canes too. In that scene, doing that, <laughs> he said they just had to do that all day. That whole scene, he popped out his hip, everything, man. That boy was going through it during that. Fuck, going through it for real on that. Fuck, and they had to like glue the mask on at one point too because it was falling off. He was putting a shit ton of weight on the cane. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, man, it's gonna. <laughs> it's really relying on that thing. Yeah, and I wonder what they're gonna do with when he made the old Valeria. That shit was almost filled out, man. That thing was huge. By it made me think I should make a video of just the development uh, development of it over the entire show because <laughs> over twenty years, so I, I saw comments like, "Damn, he never got to finish this thing." But that thing was huge, bro. That took up like his whole room. Yeah, 
That shit was massive. It was covered in cobwebs, though. I don't think he'd worked on it in some years. Yeah, I don't think he had been able to several months, probably as soon as his health really declined there for sure. But he was pretty far along on that anyway. I was like in the behind the scenes thing, they were saying that all that was 3D printed and they would have it running for 24-7, the 3D printer for weeks. Jesus. While they were filming. Yeah. Shit, that makes sense. Just stuff like that you don't think about until you watch these behind the scenes docs. Wait, so is this a separate... Like an entirely separate episode kind of thing. Cause I've always, we always talk about behind the scenes things that I don't see in the episode behind the scenes. Yeah, bro. So every episode, they drop another 30 minute long video. Bro. So I've, they I haven't watched any of yeah, this. They, they have one for every episode. Yeah. Let me see. Actually, I wrote down some more notes from that, actually. God damn. Yeah. So even the, the dinner, the way they set it all up, the Miguel. The showrunners said that they wanted to be inspired by The Last Supper and the way it's set up. The table was supposed to be just like that. It definitely worked because they invoked the image of The Last Supper very well. I think it was pretty intentional. And, yeah. and that shot, I just remember this, but the shot of when it shows Rhaenyra and Allison and they're sitting side by side separate while they're waiting for Viserys. Judas. Bro, is Allison in the same place as Judas? Well, I was going to say in the book, in Fire and Blood, there's a, the actual artwork that's that's pulled from directly. Oh, no way. Yeah. Okay, I'm, I'm going to look at this now. The Last Supper. Where is Judas? I don't know. I don't know who any of these people are. Yeah, bro, I don't know. That, <laughs> that. I know Jesus. I, he's uh, the obvious one in the middle, but... Oh, this was oh. A, this was a detail pointed out, and I can name the user for this. At cursed hat, they pointed out that there's a scene when Vayman starts talking and giving his spiel on why he should be Lord of the Tides. You yeah. see Damon look over at Rhaenyra, and she nods her head very subtly, like really quickly, which was interesting. I don't know if she's basically signing off to kill him right there, but it's interesting. Who knows what that really means? It was before, this is before though, before Viserys walks in. Mm. Maybe, maybe she's just upset about something he says and he's looking to her for reassurance because also going back to the, wait, what was up? I was going to show you it. Okay. Also going back to the funeral scene. I don't know if you can see it, but very, very subtle. So I don't know if it's like, it it feels like there's some hidden meaning behind that, that yeah, we will never know. But going going back to the funeral scene, though, I also saw a video that was breaking that down. And Damon laughs right when some heat is going on to Rhaenyra to draw attention away. I guess you kind of said that, but this was basically saying that the reason he laughed was to draw attention away from Rhaenyra, who's getting roasted at the moment. Yeah, I've seen that TikTok theory. I honestly think that's kind of stupid because that means if he's laughing to draw attention away from Rhaenyra, it's also disrespecting your kids who don't speak. They probably don't speak Valerian at that point. There's probably 10 people there who maybe even speak Valerian, you know? Even right now, the kids didn't know what the fuck he was saying. And part of their theory was that, oh, everyone knew what Vaemon is saying, but really it's Vaemon. D- Damon, Rhaenyra, Viserys. Viserys, maybe a couple other of, of the people yeah. there. Lenor was so distraught, I'm sure he didn't even really pick up what was going on. But Okay, that's a good, that's a good point. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, that's, like more people are going to notice him laughing and it looking disrespectful than him drawing attention 
from something that no one understands. I mean, I, I thought that <laughs> yeah. whole TikTok theory was ridiculous. It's literally just him. He's picking up that this guy is disrespecting Rhaenyra at the thing. And he's saying, bro, you're going to regret that shit. And in behind the scenes of this episode, Matt Smith actually said that this was something that had been brewing for years. And I'm sure he's alluding to that, mo- to that moment. Yeah, that makes way more sense. sense right? I didn't even, I, yeah, yeah, that makes way more sense. I didn't even think about the fact that they're speaking in Valyrian. Mm-hmm. I just saw the TikTok and I was like, hey. He, he did notice that Vaiman was throwing shade for sure. Yeah. But it's yes. not to distract. and No, from the kids yeah, and stuff. And yeah. you, his own kids would probably see him laughing and that would probably be really upsetting, man, if it was to distract. That reasoning is... It's not even Damon, bro. I mean, even in a way, maybe Damon actually thought it was kind of funny, but he's also like, that's funny, but you are going to fucking regret that, bro, because you shouldn't have done that. That's basically treason. I honestly, yeah. I honestly think This is the same Damon, too. Another thing, last point on that. The same Damon who an episode before was actually also making jokes and comments about Rhaenyra's kids, too. Yeah. Strong boys. (laughs) He said something also. So, defending the... That is just, there's just no way. No, I agree. I agree. <laughs> I'm pretty sure the people that made that video were just Damon stands. Yeah, what do what they call them? Demera, they think, Demera stands? Yeah, they just think Damon is really hot. Yeah, this guy who kills his own wife was fine. We're going to find any reason to justify to defend yeah. him, you know? So Exactly. Yeah, bro. The Vayman kill was so dope, though, dude. Even the Even the fucking, like model or whatever they had <laughs> for his body bro that was so yeah. well done and then the the walk off line yeah he, he can keep, keep his tongue pain. bad at oh my god <laughs> yeah. man i was watching it with yeah. like david and danielle and they both just shot up like yo because i watched it already and then i rewatched it with them and yeah. i was like yeah okay peak peak game of thrones just happened right here yes it was nice yeah. that made me that whole episode made me man, like david more yeah that whole episode to me, stands up there with a lot of stuff from the first show, for sure. This felt like the strongest episode so far. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck, man. And the the next couple seasons and like the end of this season, possibly in episode 10, we're going to... It's just going to get crazy. Progress man. into battles and shit, yeah. And this is such a big moment. We just had the king die, and it felt so big. It feels so important, too, and... He was a king like we've never really seen before either. He was honestly like a good man, but maybe not the best king. But we've seen yeah. more tyrants really in this story so far in Game of Thrones. And even what you're saying too right now, you're what you're alluding to, just all these bigger moments, that's also what Patty says as the character. He says, Viserys sees a lot of what he does doesn't matter. In the end, he knows he's going to die and the story is just going to move on past him anyway. And people aren't going to maybe even think of... Like, people are talking about Viserys now. But in a week, they might not even talk, be talking about Viserys. Surely next season, people aren't going to be talking about him, is what he was saying, is how he looked at it and how he played the character. Yeah. he. I also saw that he said... He thinks that Viserys didn't leave behind a legacy, but in the end, he kind of did because the the events that he pushed forward led to the defeat of the Night King. Hmm. Even though, even though, well, he kept the you peace. Definitely say technically yeah, definitely until the day he died. Neg- yeah, and he you could definitely see as a net net negative for like the next hundred years for the Targaryen dynasty. I mean, here here's my thing with the Targaryen dynasty is that I feel like 
at some point this was going to happen, that you're going to have too many Targaryens. They all have dragons. He was basically alluding to they're like nukes. Someone's going to fire one off. That's why he never picked, he never took up another dragon either. And they even said something that he, you know, he respects it so much. And that's why he even had a dragon on his cane too. And the way he carried it, he carried it backwards because it was like, he didn't want to feel like he was using it. Little details like that. So interesting to me that they put in the show, you know, that you would never really know that unless they explained it. But then you think on it, you're like, oh, fuck, that makes total sense for his character. Yeah, I didn't even notice that. Yeah, and just that he... Another thing that it, it is also his fault because he didn't really love these kids because they weren't his true love's kids. The actor said that himself too, Patty. He said that he just doesn't think of him in the same way as he does Rhaenyra because of that. They're not his true love's kids with him. And he just, his whole life, he bl- he's blaming himself for everything that happened there. And he was also saying that through the whole show, you never actually see him looking for a cure. He's not the one asking for cures or asking for help. He's just trying, he's really just living and accepted that this is going to kill him. And that probably has sped up everything. Yeah. Damn. I didn't notice that either. That makes sense. Yeah. Really tragic character. Honestly, dude. Really well done character. Yeah. I liked him a lot. He's definitely, fuck. How do you think he shores up to Bobby B? As in, Game of Thrones in what season regard? One. I mean, in, as oh, you mean just like just as the character, bro? They both die. Shit, fucking hits the fan immediately <laughs> after. Yeah, both it's had true. issues with bastard kids in their line. I'm sure, dude. Bobby had to know, man, that his some of his that those kids weren't really his. You think? Like, I feel like he must have in his mind had some sort of because he didn't like Joffrey, bro. If he had done better with Joffrey, no, it's the same boat. It might have been better. It might have worked out. Yeah. Same thing with these kids. Think- if Viserys had done better with these kids, maybe this shit doesn't go this way that it's about to go. These other kids. Yeah, I bet Robert liked Gendry though secretly. I, can, I don't even know if he know, knew or cared or. He, I think he. Knew, I can't right. remember. I don't know if he knew, but I don't think he gave a fuck. Because that was yeah. the whole thing was that his hand was looking into all that kind of stuff. Yeah. No, exactly. And Gendry is supposed to be a secret from the Lannisters because they've killed all the bastards. That's an interesting comparison, man, because they're both king for about the same amount of time. Yeah. I think Robert Baratheon died in episode seven and Viserys died in this episode, episode eight. Mm-hmm. Very around the same time. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, man. I don't know. It's hard to... I, if you're asking me if I think who was the better king. Mm, better character. Oh, Just, better character. Bro, they're both so good. They're both really good takes on these kings at the end of their lives. Or Was there anything else in this episode? I can't think of anything. No, I'm trying to think of any other behind the scenes stuff. Dude, George R. R. Martin says straight up he thinks that the show needs four seasons. He says he needs all four seasons. I saw that. 40 episodes. That's interesting. Yep. Because aren't they scheduled no, for five? They said that they said THR reported this before the season came out that they had it plotted to three to four seasons. So, mm. but he says it needs 40 episodes. I yeah, probably I agree. So. 10 seems like you could have even probably done this season 12 to 13. He said that himself, but he also said that he's like, I wish we could have seen more of Damon and Lena's time when they were living in Pentos. I wish we could have seen more of Rhaenyra's relationship with strong Harwin. There was something else too that he said he wished he could have mm. shown more of. Like Darren, they wish they could have done that storyline too in the season, but there was just so much going on and like you have to get it to this point. And yeah, 
the, the steps down too. too. I yeah, you were saying that also. The that there's up. just more that they wish they could have done, but they might have made the pacing a little too slow. People might have been more impatient. Yeah. I mean, the pacing's really mm-hmm. fast right now. I think that 10 episodes is honestly the perfect length for these these seasons, especially with how long the episodes are. Yeah, for sure. I guess this is the only other thing I can think of because for some reason this was a Twitter theory or a Reddit theory. I was seeing this everywhere. It's probably a TikTok theory, bro. It's probably the same kind of people who dropped that other Damon theory, but they were thinking that <laughs> they're thinking that <laughs> Allison, this seems like a whole Demera theory to be pushing, actually, now that we talk about it. That Allison poisoned Diana, me. the girl that Aegon raped. But the director straight up just debunks that and says, no, it's the same moon tea that was given to Rhaenyra. Which I guess confirms that Rhaenyra took it. Oh, yeah. that's a, Wait, does that confirm? He says given, not The tea taken, was definitely right? to prevent pregnancy. The same tea young Rhaenyra got. She, that she said. Woman was a, it was a woman. Gita P- Patel. Yeah. Oh, the director? Yeah, yeah. I guess I guess maybe it doesn't, you know, but okay. there's that whole theory that yeah, that her first son is actually Sir Kristen's kid. I don't, I don't think they're doing that though. These seem like they're strong boys. Yeah, I think so. And I don't think that matches up time-wise either. Mm. Maybe. But yeah, I mean, it was it wouldn't match up with her fourth kid with with Darren. Darren must be in this story pretty close to age of Jaceris. Is that his name? Just oh, Jaceris. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. The oldest. Yeah. Oh, also speaking back, that was another point that I was thinking about that we didn't cover yet. But that was a really cool parallel between, or not even a parallel, but just a character progression of Alicent moving from her extreme criticism of Rhaenyra's situation and the whole moon tea and everything to becoming the one sending it and protecting her children, just as Viserys did, pre- trying to protect Rhaenyra. She got oh, put yeah, in the bro. same position. Oh, yeah, she's a total hypocrite. And now she's hiding behind this garbage know, religion. A, <laughs> I hate Alicent so much. You know what? This just made me totally think of... Oh, my God. I fucking forgot. I had one more like thing to talk about, but I've forgotten it. Oh, Hel- Helena. What do you think about her new little thing that she said in this a- one? Wait, between her she's and talking Aegon, about they'll ignore the you creatures and... below the boards is what she said. Oh yeah, I cut. But King's Landing that was is, almost a blink and you missed it. Yeah, it was a, it was a very subtle one. But King's Landing's built of stone, so I'm, it's an interesting one. Below the boards, maybe she's talking about a boat. What exactly did she say? I below. She said, "Beware the creatures below the." You should go look it up. It was at the dinner. It was right at the dinner. Okay. Oh, also, what I was going to say earlier is, Amond was kind of giving the work to Kristen Cole. Like shit. I know. I know. We talked about him a lot already, but Amon was fucking him up. You see, how old would Kristen Cole be at this point, though? He'd be aged a bit, man. Right? He'd be in his forties. He should be. Let's say he's a young knight of twenty years yeah. old in the first episode when he's at the tourney. Because Damon, I think yeah, Damon is in his late forties at this point, so he would be either late thirties, early forties by this time. Sir Kristen Cole, so maybe that is a factor too that he's been training this kid his whole life. He probably knows some of his moves. Yeah, true, and he hasn't really had to go fight in any battles since he joined the King's Guard. Yeah, and I think Aemon in the book is 
pretty formidable. He was considered one of the best knights of his era, as was Sir Kristen. Is yeah. Is his name Aemon the Dragon Knight? Is that his title or like his nickname? I don't fucking remember. <laughs> Something like that. I don't know. <laughs> I, I know he fights in a lot of ba- battles, so I was reading about him the other day. Just some of the shit he does. Yeah, just don't. We can't talk about it. Spoilers. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> I couldn't find. I couldn't find the last thing I was talking about, bro. But I get the other thing too. We didn't bring up is that the season, both Game of Thrones season one and this show, both start with the death of an Aaron. Ama was an Aaron technically. The hand of the king mm-hmm. in the first show was an Aaron, and they both near the very end where stuff picks up, the king dies. Another good parallel. Yeah. Beware the beneath, beware the beast beneath the boards is the exact quote. Yeah, I'm sure everyone thinks it's the blood and cheese reference, but I feel like it's not. Wait, what is the blood and cheese reference? Can you clue me in on that? We can't talk about that one, sadly, because it's a potential spoiler. Oh, it's a spoiler. I don't, I, I don't think saying blood and cheese is a spoiler. If you don't know, okay. like <laughs> anyone listening to this, don't Google it if you don't want to know what it is. But I, what I'm saying is, I don't <laughs> think that that is necessarily a reference to that. But yeah, so I'm saying, beware the beast beneath the boards. I mean, what could that be? What creature or... Oh, it's Sir Pounce. Oh, Sir I had Pounce. to recall who the fuck Sir Pounce was. You're talking about Tommen's cat. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, like, who the fuck is Sir Pounce? I was like thinking of a knight for a second. <laughs> it's like, I was like, we got Sir Strong, Sir Pounce. I'm talking about the strongest being in the Game of Thrones universe. Where the beast? Should I just see what some Twitter people are saying? I'm just looking at an article right now. It's inverse.com. Ooh, be, just be ready, bro. They might spoil some shit in there. Ooh, I like this take. Someone says, boards as in the ship, talking about Coralis coming back and him being a force to be reckoned with. I was thinking ship too, but I didn't make that Coralis connection. That's, that's interesting. A cool, that's a cool take. The rest of these I'm trying to scroll through yeah. quickly because I don't want to reread what about blood and cheese. Okay. God damn it. This is about blood and cheese too. I'm not <laughs> going to read that. Someone says Aegon's boner under the table. <laughs> <laughs> that's her fucking Someone brother. says obviously about Michael Jordan. It's <laughs> funny. So that's our show this week. Thank you for listening. Make sure to go drop us a rating review on Apple and Spotify. Go follow us on Twitter at CultureCrave, at Thrones underscore Facts, at CultureCravePod. We'll be back next week talking House of the Dragon, episode nine.